Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to the next episode of our mini-series on burnout. In my previous episodes, I talked about what burnout is, what burnout is not, what can be the theory explaining why burnout appears, and we also talked about a combination of burnout and motivation. If you remember my second last episode, I talked about a theory which is called the job demands and resources model. This theory assumes that there are job demands, or those aspects of your work that steal your energy, and job resources. These are the aspects of the work that give you energy. For example, if you have to interact with your clients and be emotionate and be compassionate and so on, it steals your energy. You will be emotionally exhausted after such interactions. Conflicts within your team can also lead to mental or psychological exhaustion. At the same time, your work has a lot of aspects that may bring you energy. For example, if your results are acknowledged, if uh, your team tells you how important it is that you are the one who is competent, and so on. Or, for example, if you receive a day off. Day off is a nice way to replenish your physical resources. In this episode, I want to tell you an interesting aspect that although we say that there are universal job demands and universal job resources that you can find in one of the papers, let's say by Schaufele 2017, he makes a nice list of job demands and job resources that were discovered during the different research and different studies. It is still the matter of perception, and this is very important to understand. Let's take as example the emotional labor. And usually we assume that emotional labor is one of the activities that steal a lot of energy. Interacting with your students, interacting with your clients, interacting with your peers, interacting with the supervisor are the things which are accompanied with a lot of emotions. And these emotions can be both positive or negative, but even though they are positive, they are still draining your energy. Think of an interesting movie that you watched in the evening and it was a very emotional movie and then at the end of the movie you feel somehow exhausted because you invested a lot of emotions, you were so compassionate and you tried to feel as the actors during the movie felt and so on. And both positive and negative emotions can drain your energy that at the end you will feel a little bit exhausted. I want you to think about one movie that I don't really like so much but I can't stop thinking about the movie. The movie is called The Last Duel with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And if you look at this movie from the point of view of historical scenes and so on, maybe it is interesting and the play of the actors is really good. But what I really like there is that the same situation is being shown by the eyes of three different people. So, spoiler alert. (laughs) If you watch this movie, you will observe a situation somewhere in the Middle Ages when Once the situation is told by one character, and then the same situation is told by the second character, and then the same situation is told by the third character. And I think the main goal of the movie is to show how different we perceive different situations. And this is why I recommend you watch this movie. I didn't tell you all the details, what exactly happened in the movie, but you will understand how differently we perceive the same situation. 
And the same applies to our job demands and job resources. There are things that make us as costed, while the others will feel a little bit energized after these activities. And I know professors who are very tired after interacting with students. I like interacting with students. Each time I talk to them, I feel inspired, I feel energized, and at the end I feel very competent and I feel that they are competent and that the things I do, the things I teach, they, they have a purpose and they help somebody. At the same time, for example, teaching and standing two hours in front of other people makes me a little bit exhausted. But I know professors who love staying in front of other people and talking all the time and showing something and making nice presentation, giving their examples, and they feel energized at the end. What I want to say by this is that the same activity, even though on average it is a job demand, can be a job resource. And if you understand it, you can cope with your job much better. For example, you can exchange tasks. I know a lot of people at our university who don't like to work with statistical models, but I enjoy it pretty much. That is why I always offer my help and I help them with statistics if they, for example, can help me with the assessment of the homework of my students. Because assessing homework is something that makes me completely exhausted. I hate giving grades to my students because I hate grading at all. I like to see how they work. Of course, I am more satisfied or more dissatisfied with the work, but I really hate giving grades. And if there were an opportunity to split this work and say, okay, I help you with your statistical model and you help me with this assignment. We have the rubrics, we have a kind of structured way how to, what kind of grades to give. So if we could split it, it would be great. Because at the end of the day, I would be more happy after evaluating a statistical model and my, my colleague would be more happy after giving the grades and we all could have prospered from the same activities that otherwise would make us exhausted. And with this in mind, I want you to share some implications. First of all, there is no average burnout in team. You can measure it, you can say that there is average level of burnout in team, but actually it is very personalized, it's very individual state. It can happen that the same activity will make some people in your team happier and the others sad or maybe exhausted, maybe angry or so on. It implies that you have to approach the issue of burnout in your team, in your firm, in your collective, in a very specialized way. You have to look for each personality, for each person, and each activity has to be ascribed to those people who are familiar with this activity, who feel competent, who feel happy after they finish this activity, or at least they feel indifferent after they finish this activity. On the other hand, you have to understand that it is really up to you. If we think not about your team, but you personally, you can understand what kind of activities are better suited for you. And based on this, you can, for example, delegate some task, you can exchange some task, or you can change your perception of the same task. We're going to talk about it in the next episode. And the third implication I want to give you is take a look at your colleagues, take a look at your peers. It can happen that they are unhappy with something, but you feel comfortable with this task. Why not offering them help? Why not asking them to do something else they feel comfortable with and you do their task? So the problem with the third implication is that people seldom say it and people fight till the end, but actually you can see it in their behavior. If you see that somebody is exhausted at the end of the task and you know the task, then maybe it is a good way to 
be proactive and offer your help proactively. With this in mind, I hope you will find new ways how to establish a better work and prevent burnout or cope with burnouts or at least create the processes that will make burnout appearance almost impossible. I wish you all the best, good luck with your burnout prevention and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.